It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in, everybody. How you doing? It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Welcome back. On a Wednesday, the Nate Brown Show Live, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Glad to have you on board. Hope you're having a solid day. Let's have out of here in a little bit. Put some preparation into this puppy today, all right? Every day, man, we got to get you some new content, some thought-provoking sports talk. Let's have a little fun, some new information. Thanks for tuning in. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Since 1976, they've been here taking care of the weekend warrior to the elite athlete on the field and court right now. Black Hills Ortho, better access, more options. When it comes to urgent care, they also have that. Injuries happen when you least expect them. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, your choice for the expert orthopedic care, helping you stay in the game. Learn more at bhosc.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center getting us started on a Wednesday. Let's look at the guest lineup. Let's get some questions of the day thrown out. And uh, let's see where you're at today. Some great guests across the board. John Bryce coming in, national college football writer. Pretty big news in college sports that's not being hit on that much. There's a big vote happening tomorrow. Okay, so I'm going to get out in front of it today. I think it's a big story. Not a lot of people are hitting on it. We'll get to it. John Bryce, college football writer. It's kind of like the whole landscape of this college football realignment, where teams and universities are going to be. And there's a big vote tomorrow under the radar. Footballscoop.com national writer John Bryce will hit on that. Frank Schwab on tonight, national NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. Russell Wilson had a press conference today. What did Russell Wilson say about his play today? You haven't heard much from Russ. I mean, Russ goes above, um, you know, he, he always goes above the fray. Okay, so to speak, he doesn't, you, you're never going to hear him throw anybody under the bus and, and the whole thing. What did Russell Wilson have to say about his season so far? That was on record today. We'll talk to Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports NFL writer, on the way. Lynn Worthy is in tonight for the first time in a long time. He covers the Kansas City Royals. Why would we talk Kansas City Royals on the Nate Brown Show today? Well, this is pretty big, and maybe some of you have been there. Kauffman Stadiums. One of the landmarks, right, in KC. Kauffman Stadium, the waterfall. The Yeah, I mean, there's been a ton of games there. Kauffman Stadium might be no more. The Kansas City Royals, are they going to get a new stadium? There's a discussion being had right now in KC on that. What would it be? What's the price tag? Would the public get in on that piece, that whole private public partnership. Lynn Worthy covers the Kansas City Royals, Kansas City Star. He's coming up. Also, Cody Tucker's in tonight. Wyoming Cowboys taking on Boise State Saturday night in the Mountain West game of the week. We'll have it live on Fox Sports Rapid City. We'll get a preview. Laramie should be rocking this Saturday night. The winner of that puts themselves in position for a Mountain West Conference championship game, potentially. Wyoming Boise State preview. Cody Tucker, 7220 Sports tonight. And Craig Maddox in tonight. He lost his voice over the weekend. Craig covers the high school football championships on South Dakota Public Broadcasting. And 
He was in the first day, lost the voice. I, I sent him a message, said, Craig, are we back online? He says, I'm good to go. We'll talk to Craig Maddock coming up. SDPB Sports, East River meets West River in our weekly segment live from Sioux Falls. We're packed on a Wednesday. Join us on the program if you want in today, 720-1067. Join the program there on the studio line, 720-1067. The Barons-Wilson text line also ready for you. Appreciate the text line. You guys can get in there, 720-1067. Direct text the show. We'll get your uh, take on that. Okay, so this is a new study out today from fall 2022, which we're, we're essentially wrapping up as you can tell with our snow here in the Black Hills. So the sports season of fall 2022, and this got my attention. There's a couple of things that jumped out to me. And so I'm going to go down that road, get your perspective, see where we're at in this whole scene. Here's what it says. This is a big study done across the country of, a, of youth sports. And Utah State does it, Louisiana Tech, Team Snap. It's an app company, uh, sports app company. They looked at what does it cost? Everybody's always wound up about the cost of things, right, these days. <laughs> Everything's more expensive. You know, we have the, thing, the whole thing. So has, has inflation hit the youth sports scene across the country here in the fall? That's basically what they were looking at. And so the numbers that came out of this, I, have, I actually, I'm not sure I'm buying these numbers. I thought these numbers were going to be massive. The cost of youth sports, you hear about the youth sports industry. $19 billion is the NFL. You know what the youth sports industry, it's like 25 to 30 billion. 25 to 30 billion a year. So you're starting to think, what is the average family paying for their son or daughter to play youth sports? Soccer, basketball, volleyball? softball, I mean, the list goes on, wrestling, hockey. I mean, there's there's a list here. And you parents, you, you've, you're you in the middle of this. And so I wanted to know, okay, I'm interested in this study right away from uh, Team Snap, Utah State, Louisiana Tech, Aspen Sports. What does it cost the average family to have one child play on a traveling team? That's essentially what we're looking at here. What the average? Do you know what the average is? The average says, this new study says, parents pay an average of about $2,000 per year for one child on a sports team. $2,000 a year. Now, I think some of you might say, wow, that's, that's quite a bit. Some of you might say that, $2,000. I mean, what are we doing? What, you know, we're, are we just playing in games around here, tournaments around here? Not, not necessarily. And try and take a look at the Rapid City sports scene. There's tournaments, there's games all over Timbuktu. I mean, it's it, uh, you're going all over. $2,000, that's all in cost. Registration, tournament fees, the travel. I mean, that, that whole thing. That's what this study says today. Parents um, of youth sports right now in the fall 2022 say, yeah, they looked at it, they break it down. The average cost for that one child and their primary sport there it's about $2,000 a year. As I said, some of you say, well, maybe that's, maybe that's quite a bit. Would you say that if you're listening to this program, when you think about the cost, you think $2,000 a year is about the cost right now when it comes to having a kid playing? I just went through some of the sports, soccer to basketball to hockey to softball. 
think about what um, where you go, what you do, the registration, the piece, the whole thing. And I'm here to tell you, I'm in on that as well. So I have a little bit of experience from this. I'm living that busy life, so to speak. I'm going to tell you, it's more than 2,000. And I know an average is an average. Okay, it's a, This is the national average. So maybe there's some really good community-based stuff and really good cheaper stuff across the country and some families are like yeah you know we're, we're in on this and, and we're fine we only play in this tournament and that tournament i'm here to tell you two thousand dollars seems low to me so i wanted to ask the audience today on fox sports rapid city let's just go south dakota we're in this we're in this zone where we have to go to tournaments um all over the place. I, I go I go Billings. I go Denver. I go Sioux Falls, Kansas City. I've heard people going to Omaha just now, just a couple of weeks ago for basketball, going to Omaha. Okay? So let me ask you then. If, if I think that's low, just looking at my bank account. <laughs> a little, little personal experience. Let's not get too much into my checkbook. Um, but I think that's low. What do you estimate the all-in total cost would be per year for a kid to play on a team? Some sports are different. Some sports are more expensive. And then I'll break down the study a little bit more. This study says nationally the average is about 2000 a year in fall 2022. I think it's, I think it's way more than that. I think it's, it's quite a bit more than that in South Dakota. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Well, I had kids and grandkids play traveling sports, mainly soccer, but I also have a grandson that plays lacrosse. Okay, yeah. Lacrosse particularly because there aren't any other teams around here to play. I mean, <laughs> their league consists of uh, Fargo, <laughs> Grand Forks. Yes, uh, I've Aberdeen, heard that. Yes. Uh, Sioux Falls, um, Bismarck. I mean, there's nobody close. And that fee also includes, you got to remember this too, that fee also includes, you should know this, that fee also includes use of indoor facilities in the wintertime for, yep. for yep. practicing. Yep. Obviously, the tournament fees, the meals, you know, the share of the gas money for the for the travel to the various places. As you know, we, we, tra- we travel to Omaha, we travel to Blaine, Minnesota. Of course. And, you know, there are, so like, so you start adding this up, 2000 a year? I'm not buying that. Well, that's that's probably accurate for the for the child, um, but not for uh, not for the parents. That's all. Yeah, have the parents and the other kids well, in the family. Supposedly, here they said. Supposedly, they said. Well, you know, it's travel cost and there's registration and there's this. Supposedly, that's the all-in cost. Is two thousand? No. I'm saying. You know, when no. I go to this, <laughs> I'm counting gas. I'm counting hotels. I'm counting all of that stuff. And I'm telling you, I brought that number. I'm telling you, I think I, I think that number might be over four thousand. I'm serious. Oh yeah, definitely. If you count the family, sure. Now the two thousand might be accurate if you're just if it's just the player and their fees and costs. That's probably pretty pretty accurate. But again, the, the, the more kids in your family, the the more it is because your kids all got to eat. You know, you got hotel rooms and meals. Look at the gas prices now. You know, usually not going too too close to. I mean, we, we did go to Gillette. That's not that far. You know, there's some indoors in Spearfish, but generally, you know, you're going to Omaha, and Minnesota, and 
And we, you know, we've gone to Billings, <laughs> Denver. Yes, um, so, yes. It adds up so in a hurry. It's easily, it's easily double that. Four okay, thousand is probably okay. That, that, four okay. to five is minimum for a family of three, four kids and mom and dad. I got somebody and that just replied child. here. I got somebody that replied here said I have softball travel player ten thousand a year. Softball wow. travel ten thousand a year. They must be going to a lot of tournaments. <laughs> wow. Well, in softball, you're generally you're there probably a little bit longer, maybe an extra day or two, and then. And you might for a soccer tournament, but yeah, it depends on the sport. You know, um, I'm uh, I'm with you on it. I think it's about I think it's double what this study says. And but you know maybe they're oh, looking yeah. in cities. You got to remember some of these kids in yeah. cities they don't have to go outside of KC, outside of Denver. So you know, well, yeah, some of us, I, they're fine. Yeah, when I played when I played Legion ball in Omaha, we only ever left towns. We had. Right, right, right. It's a big difference for us in South Dakota. I believe that. Uh, right. Thanks for getting in. I appreciate that. Um, that was my question. I, I think this national study doesn't reflect just just here in Rapid City, for example. And and I know Rapid City sports teams. We're going all over the place. I mean, we're going all over the place. Listener text coming in on the hockey side. Nate, you're right. About two thousand per kid. We have two kids playing hockey year-round and both go to private schools. I need to start selling my blood. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, I, I know. I haven't even broken this down, right? As I was looking through this study today from uh, Louisiana Tech, Utah State, Aspen Sports, they looked at it for fall 2022. They were trying to look at the cost you know, of, of living and the cost of youth sports and how family go, families go through that. And I find this interesting. I'm going, how I go through it is I don't even look at my statement. <laughs> that's how I go through it. I'd, I'd just just pay the deal and and move forward. But then I started breaking it down for the show today, and I'll just I'll just give you a little sense. Okay, going to this tournament this year. Let's say three tournaments in the fall. Let's say three tournaments in the spring. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. I go to three tournaments in the fall, three tournaments in the spring. Where where this ends up, my estimate is just those tournaments takes you over 4000 a year. Just those tournaments. And I'm throwing in the hotel, the tournament fees. I, I didn't even really add up going out to eat. Okay? I mean, we all have to go out to eat. And yeah, have a good time, right? We, we have to do that when you're out of town. And so I'm even being a little conservative there, like not adding on the bill, so to speak. But I just added those up. Just looking at it, tournaments that are played, Three tournaments in the fall, three tournaments in the spring. You're over four thousand. The national average says, "Well, it's about two thousand a year for a kid." I'm not buying that. I'm saying it's over that. Let me ask the question of the day and see where you're at in South Dakota. What's your estimate? If you have a sense for this, what's your estimate of the all-in total cost for South Dakota parents for a kid? On a hockey team, on a softball team, on a basketball team, on a soccer team, on a volleyball team, lacrosse, whatever. What's your estimate? Is the 2,000 national average that we see here today, well, that's, that's about right, or is it more? I'm going to tell you from my side of it, I believe it's over 4,000 a year when you just look at it per kid. Honestly, honestly, because I... Uh, if you if you add it up double, some parents I see just going for one kid. I mean, let alone maybe you have two, and that helps, right? Because you get double the you know, double the fun as we call it, right? 
But if you just have one kid, you got to go to this tournament, that tournament, all over the place. I still believe that estimate's getting into the 4,000 range. And then it begs the question, okay, who's in on that? Who's able to do that? How many kids are not able to do that? And I think that would make your head spin. I think ultimately, when you think about it, who gets left off of that piece? It's probably a lot. Folks here in South Dakota, hey, you're working hard. We're all trying to do our best. We're trying to get through. And we're invested in the kids. We're trying to help them out, set them up for success. I'm a big believer in sports being a great platform for that. But it gets tough when you start seeing it, the, uh, the cost. The cost, you start seeing it. How many kids are able to do that? Not all these places, um, like here, we don't have all these sports in the middle schools. There's no wrestling in the middle schools. There's no soccer in the middle schools. Now, I know you can't have every sport being introduced in the schools, but basically we have basketball, volleyball, football. That, that's really it, basketball, volleyball, football. And these other avenues, which is like, well, if you want to play this sport, you're going to have to be on this travel team, and you're going to have to do that. And the price tag gets hefty. I believe the estimate's over 4000 in South Dakota for a parent of a child playing youth sports. I believe it's over 4000 Um, That's my take on it. What's yours? Question of the day. What's your estimate? All-in total cost in South Dakota for parents of a kid per year on a travel team? Here's the uh, answers coming in. A lot of interesting uh, votes. Uh, 52% in South Dakota say over 4000 a kid all in. 45% say it's in that two to 4000 range. And just 3% agree with the national average. It's about 2000 bucks in South Dakota. It's more expensive for us up here. Again, we can't just settle in and have all these teams. We, we don't have 200 teams in, our, in a 50-mile radius. We're on an island. We got to go to Sioux Falls. We got to go to Minneapolis. Oh, we got to go down to Denver. That whole thing. And that's how this uh, sports model gets going. Um, Lister text Are travel teams worth it for the child sport enhancement? Travel hockey teams can hit 5,000 a kid easily. Yet, I, I'm not on the hockey uh, piece. I'm not, I'm not sure on that, but I do know they travel a long way too. Equipment, uh, the price tag. And here's the thing I find interesting from this study on the Nate Brown Show. Here's, here's the really interesting thing. In the fall of 2022, they asked the parents, has your child lost interest in sports? Okay, this is, this is a question from one year to the next. Guess what? The more money a family has the less interested their kid was in sports from one year to the next. Now, you answer that question for me. Why is that? I think we could discuss this for a long time. It, I, I want to know why that would be. So did you hear that? This is from one year to the next, 2021 to this year, 2022. They broke down household income. You've got to have the income. You've got to have some income and able to take the kids to here and there. But the more money a family has, big six figures, whatever that, okay, they, they just looked at it this way. Over 100000 50 to 100000 or under 50000 The more money a family has this fall, the less interested their kid is in sports. 
and it went down the line. 34% of kids in, in households over 100,000 less interested in sports, lost interest, 34%. Kids in that median income, 50 to 99, 50 to 100K, I'll say. 30% of kids lost interest. If you're under 50,000 in a household, only 21% of the kids lost interest in sports. The more money a family has, according to this study today, in the fall 2022, the more money you have, the less interested the kids are in sports now. Why would that be? Um, and that's my second question of the day I want to get into today. I have a couple of reasons. Are they just not motivated? I mean, why play sports? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I have some, I just have some ideas in my head. Hey, okay, my family has a bunch of money. Eh, I don't really care. Are, are they just not motivated? Why play? Or is it the classic, I'm spoiled? Oh, I don't want to. You, you want me to play? I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't have to do that. Is that it? Um, I think those are a couple of reasons. I, I do. Is it unmotivated? Is it spoiled? Honestly, that, that right there is a trend. The more money we have, the less interest my kid is here this fall. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. I would, I would agree with you. It's, when they got more money, they could, um, the kids could do more things besides sports. Yes, anything, right? I got just, anything I'll just do they anything do. I want. Right? Yeah, and when you're when you're low income, I was low income, so I killed to play sports when yes, I was a kid. I was like, yes. if I had a chance to get out of the house and go play sports, I was going. I came from I mean, uh, modest means, small town, Montana. We all played sports, honestly. Yeah. For and we all try to give our kids right. We, right now, we give our kids entertainment. No, and, that's you know, and that, and I think it affects them. As and you got more money, you could give them more entertainment. That's really interesting goes, to me, right? I mean, you have to right. have money to go to tournaments. Yet, if you have a bunch of money, the kids go, "Yeah, why am and I that's playing?" Another whole side story. This kid stuff is getting way out of hand. <laughs> way out of hand. <laughs> All right, buddy. I appreciate right, it. See you later. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I mean, this is interesting. I'd, I'd like to. I could do a full show on this. I could do a full show on this study as I run through it. What? were the age of the kids that lost interest in sports from one year to the next. We're talking fall 2021 to this fall, 2022. The study from Utah State, Louisiana Tech, Aspen Sports Team Snap. What were the age of the kids that lost the interest in sports? Highest percentage, 6 to 10 years old. 29% of 6 to 10 years old lost interest in sports. Highest percentage that kept interest in sports, high school, 15 to 18 years old. And that's interesting. Maybe if, you, if you've made it that far, you're still, you know, it's like, well, I'm playing high school. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. That's interesting because we see high schoolers quit all the time too. But the 6 to 10-year-old in one year to the next, and this study said the 6 to 10 years old, they lost interest the most out of any age group. So um, answers coming in on the question of the day, this info from fall 2022 in this youth sports study, the more household income a family has, the less interest their kids have in playing sports right now. Why is that? 46% of you say spoiled, they just don't want to. 46% of you say no motivation. Why play? <laughs> There's no motivation. It's like, eh. I could do whatever I want, kind of. Those guys kind of go hand in hand. 
I think. They're different, but the non-motivations not necessarily means you're spoiled. It's like, eh, why? I could do whatever. Um, 8% of you say the parents are too elite for sports. 8% of people say, you know, not a very big one, but I put that option in there. The parents too elite. <laughs> Why would we mess around with sports? Give me some caviar. I mean, are we playing sports? Are you a rockhead? A meathead? Yes, I am a meathead. I raised my hand. I've been a meathead my whole life. I'm not going to apologize to you elite parents that don't like sports. Um, listener text. Video games 24-7. Listener text. People with more money can take bigger, longer, expensive vacations. They're going skiing, camping, boating. They take a lot of time for recreation, not sports. Interesting, interesting. Um, listener text, look at the professional sports makeup. Professional sports is mostly uh, American dream story of um, poor to riches. Middle or high class childs become professional sports stars non-existent. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, there's some of those guys, I'm sure, that have been to the best camps and the best this and the best that, and they made it all the way, right? A lot of the guys come from modest means, just grinding, working, and they're stars. They're, they're the dudes. Interesting. Interesting stuff today. All right, I got to jump out of this. We'll jump back into it later on. We'll jump into the NFL with Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports NFL writer. Russell Wilson talked about his play this season. What did he say today? Next. Live callers, big time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment shock or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind watch begins at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning and continues until 6 p.m. tomorrow evening. Snow likely tonight. Otherwise, cloudy skies expected. Lows sit down to about 13. Winds out of the northwest 10 to 20 miles per hour. High of 15 tomorrow. Chance of snow. Two above tomorrow night. Chance of flurries. About an inch of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 33. Hi, folks. Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company. Today we are conducting the Haverman Estate online-only auction. Items are located at Coyote Flats out west of the Hart Ranch. Several sections of scaffolding, tools, furniture, appliances, antiques, collectibles, including Red Wing Crocs. Also on the auction, a Farmall H tractor with a loader, two zero-turn mowers, a 2012 Dodge 1500 regular cab four-wheel drive pickup, 39,000 actual one-owner miles. Auction closing at 6 p.m. For more auction details to bid and buy, go to McPherson Auction. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Jensen at Physio. We want to be your trusted partner for physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab. As the official strength and conditioning partners for Stevens, Central, Douglas, and the Rapid City Rush, our team at Physio is building the best athletes in the Black Hills. If you have an athlete in the family, we offer long-term athlete development at affordable prices for middle and high school students. We also have the only board-certified sports PT in Rapid City. At our brand-new facility, Physio is ready to help you perform at your best. One-on-one physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab, all at one place. 
Get started at bhphysio.com. Here's good news from Pro Auto Care if you're looking to economize your budget. Pro Auto Care can help you get more time and mileage out of your vehicle with regular maintenance and sensible, affordable repairs. Tom and his Pro Auto Care team will save you a lot of money without you having to replace your current vehicle. At Pro Auto Care, they find and repair small and expensive issues before they become big, expensive problems. Schedule an inspection of your vehicle now at Pro Auto Care. Open for business as usual at 1891 Rand Road, Rapid City. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show just getting fired up on a Wednesday. South Dakota Sports Talk Show packed with some great guests across the board, kicking it off with Frank Schwab. Covers the NFL, yahoosports.com. Find him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Frank Schwab in on South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Frank, thanks for the time. As always, I appreciate it. How are you? Good. How's it going? It's going good up here, man. A little too much snow at this time, but we'll be okay. We'll be at that time of year. Um, okay, I know you, you're close there in Denver with the Broncos, and so I, I want to go with the Broncos right away. Russell Wilson had a press conference this afternoon. He hasn't said a ton, but today he says about his play, number one, first of all, I have to play better. I've got to find ways to make some more plays for us, more touchdowns, focus on the little things, a lot of football to be played. That's what he said, a lot of football left. So Russell Wilson taking that on himself, there's a lot of discussion. Who really is at fault here? You know, when he talks about a lot of football left, he probably means 2023, 2024, because Broncos can't get out of his contract till then. So there really is a lot of football left here. I, look, it, it, there's a lot to be spread around. I just don't think that Hackett and Wilson are a good fit. I, for whatever reason, it's just not working. And they can't get out. Since they can't get out of Wilson, they have to get out of Hackett. And maybe it's unfair. Maybe it's just it. it you know, from a human side of it, it kind of stinks for Nathaniel Hackett. He was kind of just ripped apart right after the first game, basically, and he never really got off the ground. And never. But if you're the Denver Broncos, you have to look at it this way. You have to say, again, you're, you can't get out of the contract. You just can't get out of Russell Wilson's contract. Do you just run this back? You could never sell your fan base on it. I'm based here in Colorado, as you said. Fans wanted him fired in September. It hasn't gotten any better here. So I think that you know that's going to have to happen. It just it would shock me if Hackett comes back for next year, barring like a, a AK winning streak down the season or something like that. And with Wilson, I don't know. I, I just it's the first time we've really seen him struggle like this. I mean, he's had games where he's been bad, maybe a couple games. But not a half a season like this, and he has to be, you know, kind of wondering what's happening. He's not at it, really not in an age where he should be done. I mean, he should have a, a few good years left. That's why the Broncos traded for him. That's why it seemed like a good idea at the time. So there's got to be just a lot going on in Russell Wilson now, where he's wondering, like, what the heck happened? How do I get out of this? He he seems to be pressing a little bit, and you know, to to bring it full circle, though, I think the only answer here is they need a new coach next year, and they need the, the number one question when they do those interviews has to be. What's your plan to fix Russell Wilson? See, that's the thing, uh, Frank. Everybody's trying to figure it out. Is Russell Wilson now a bad quarterback? I don't know how he could be after 10 years of good play in Seattle and elite play at times. Yeah. 
elite. I, I thought he was a Hall of Famer. I really did. Before this year, if you would ask me, is he a Hall of Famer or not, I would say, yeah, uh, he's done enough. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. He's He's been very good. I wonder, like, honestly, like, these, if the Denver years go this bad, that's probably ruins the Hall of Fame chances, honestly. Like, I, it's been that bad. So, I don't know. I, it's... It, you know, part of it is is how his game has had to evolve. I mean, you know, he was always a dual threat guy, not in the designed run type of way, but in the Fran Parkinson, I'm going to scramble around and make something happen because I'm great at buying time and keeping my eyes downfield. And he doesn't have that part of his game anymore, so maybe he has to adjust to that. They've had injuries. I mean, that, that, not to excuse all of his play, but the Broncos have had injuries around him. That hasn't helped. He's had injuries himself. That hasn't helped. So I just think it's it's all these things coming together for Russell Wilson. Do I think he's a bad quarterback? I, I guess I don't. I know he's had a great career for sure. That doesn't take away that, but it's hard to see where this goes from here. Frank Schwab's on YahooSports.com talking NFL, uh, starting with the Broncos. So Broncos Raiders in Denver Sunday. Raiders are really struggling. Um, I was told by Brandon Stokely, he said he thinks if the Broncos lost that, that you could see Hackett out of there then. I don't, I, I, you know, I know Stoke pretty well. I don't disagree with him necessarily. I mean, I, I don't know what it would take. I really, it's hard to tell. This ownership is brand new. We don't know anything about them. They haven't really talked since the, like the introductory press conference, basically. So we don't know anything about how they're going to handle adversity, how they want to go about this. But the ratings for this game would be a lot better if it was a loser leaves town match, right? Like McDaniel's hack at the loser gets fired. <laughs> I mean, it almost seems like it's heading that way. Although Mark Davis, I don't, I guess he just, uh, him coming out and saying Josh McDaniel's doing a fantastic job this year, this week was just a slap in the face to Raiders fans. I mean, how you could say a lot of things about Josh McDaniel's without going there. And, and now you're just making your fan base mad. I mean, they know bad football when they see it and they're playing terrible football. Denver fans obviously know Hackett's issues right now. So, I think whoever does lose this game, it's kind of almost like at that point you're dead man walking for the rest of the year. Although maybe Mark Davis doesn't have the money to pay out Josh McDaniels, and that's why he's saying he's doing a fantastic job. Do you buy that? No money. I I don't know. I I don't. I mean, he's he he is one of the more cash poor owners. I mean, and this is one year, year one of McDaniels' deal. I and he you know he had to pay Gruden too. So boy, I don't know. I, I I I just. At some point, though, you have to just, if, if he's not your guy, you have to suck it up and just say, whatever costs it costs, I can't waste years of my life on this. But I, I think Josh might get a second year. I don't know if he deserves it. He's been a bad football coach, a uh, head football coach for a while. Um, I don't know. I, but it, definitely, if Hackett loses this game at home as a favorite to the Raiders, who can't beat anybody right now, yeah, it wouldn't shock me then at that point if we get news on Monday morning. Frank Schwab on tonight, uh, NFL, YahooSports.com. He's on Twitter, at Yahoo Schwab. I want to go to the Vikings. Now, you're part of the national media, Frank. You get you do a great job. Vikings are not getting any discussion, hardly at all. I mean, people are talking Brady. They beat the Seahawks. Rodgers, hey, he won. He, he, he got a win over the Cowboys. Vikings are 8-1. and one. They're the forgotten 8-1 team. Why? I agree with that. And even, you know, you guys have legal gambling out there. Even I was shocked to see they were underdogs this week to the Cowboys. I get it. I do. But just seeing that for a team that just beat the Bills, and I don't, was that Bills win a little fluky? Of course it was. I, a lot of weird things happened in that game. Uh, you know, you convert a fourth and 18, you recover a fumble, a snap in the end zone when they're just running around the clock. Things happened in that game that just couldn't repeat themselves. But. You go on the road and you beat the Buffalo Bills, uh, that validates what you've done. They're a good football team. I think they're well coached. I I think that Kirk Cousins has always been underrated. Now, the truth is, though, 
do I really think this team can win a Super Bowl? And the answer is no. I, I just you don't not, not right now. I don't. I, I mean, look, anything can happen. I didn't think the Bengals were going to come that close as they did to a Super Bowl last year at this time of year. Right there, about seven and sixteen in December. So I, I can't say no because the NFC is not that strong. There's nobody the Vikings couldn't beat theoretically, and they're probably going to host. They're definitely going to host at least one playoff game, and maybe their number one seed. But if they can get the number one seed, maybe, because then you're just two home games away from it. But do I really think that they could go on the road and beat the Eagles? Well, we saw that already this season, and they weren't anywhere near them. Do I think that they, you know, I mean, even the Cowboys, a game, we'll see a lot about them on Sunday, right? Yeah, like, can yeah. they handle the Cowboys? Cowboys are a very good football team in my mind. Just because they missed a fourth and three in overtime doesn't mean they're a bad football team in my mind. So we'll find out more as we go along with the Vikings, but... I, I, I'm stronger on them now than I was a week ago because that win over the Bills goes a long way. That is a good win. But can I get to the point where I'm like, this team will win a Super Bowl? Other than, hey, any team can get hot, and this isn't a really good NFC or even a good NFL for that matter. Yeah, that, that, that applies, but I don't see this as a classically dominant football team or anything. Are you with me on the 49ers being the team that will storm back here a little bit and be a factor in the NFC? Uh, yes, I, I I say that because the talent's there, right? Like we look at their depth chart, and it's like, wow, this team can t- turn their lights out in a lot of different ways. But I want to see it on the field. I they have to at some point graduate from paper champions to being an actual dominant team. Even uh, the Chargers are beat up as they are. The Forty ers are hosting them, and into the fourth quarter, it's like the Forty ers are going to lose this game. Like I, they had to rally to win that game at home against a beat up Chargers team. If you're that team, if you're that team, we see on paper with. Debo and McCaffrey and that defense and all it you blow out a team like the Chargers. I want to see them beat a team forty two to ten. And then I'll say, okay, that's the team that everybody's touting as the team is going to get hot and all that. And I understand every reason why their defense is when it's playing at its best and healthy best in the league, I think. Their offense obviously has a ton of stars. Trent Williams probably the best lineman in football. All this stuff comes together for the 49ers, but can we see them play like this once? Like I, It's been so rare to, to, for them to hit that top gear that I really am kind of holding out for that 49ers performance where they just destroy somebody where I say, okay, all right, there's the 49ers. They can win a Super Bowl because it hasn't happened yet. But, yes, I absolutely understand why they're being put in that conversation. I want to go one more AFC North. Will the Bengals make a run there, or will the Ravens get that done? I just think the Ravens are the much better team. I think the Ravens are really, really good. I know nobody cares about the stat but me, but they have led every single game this season by double digits. That indicates to me a level of domination that you need to go win a Super Bowl. I, I like everything they do. Their defense is looking a lot better. They they traded for some, you know, Roquan Smith is going to help them. They got some guys off injury, so they got some reinforcements there. I just really respect this Ravens team and John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. I think I think they end up winning that division by a sizable amount. And that, nothing against the Bengals either. I think the Bengals are a solid team. But I just think the Ravens are I, – I came into the season very, very high on them. And, yeah, they blew three games. I mean, there, there's no getting around that. that. That wasn't ideal by any means. But when you look at the body of their work, if they had just held on to – two of those leads and they're 9-1, and one. we'd be having a lot different conversation about the Ravens right now. Frank Schwab in today. Find his work at yahoosports.com. Talking NFL on the betting side as well. Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Frank, always great. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Uh, good stuff. Frank Schwab kicking us off on a Monday. Yahoosports.com on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab, national NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. He says the Vikings are getting disrespected. 
They are getting disrespected, but can't quite have them in that Super Bowl conversation. Then he was like, well, I guess they could beat anybody. <laughs> yes. But he admitted the national media, uh, even like himself, is like, yeah, the Vikings are they're good. Nobody's talking about it. I mean, I think that's okay, by the way. From my standpoint, I'm, I'm hoping, hey, I don't root against the Vikings at all, right? You know this. My brother has been a Vikings fan for life. A Vikings fan. Anthony Carter, Keith Millard, Studwell. I mean, we go back. Wade Wilson. I mean, come on now. Come on. So so I understand the Vikings uh, plight here, okay, and the Vikings fans uh, plight. I'm rooting for the Vikings when I'm not uh, watching the Broncos. It's a tough, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I need your help more than you need mine. I need your support for my Broncos more than your Vikings need support. But I'm here for you. You guys got to help me with my Broncos. I need mental help counseling. Um, Russell Wilson said that this afternoon. And, I mean, he has to say it. He hasn't said it a ton. He has to say it. He said, number one, I have to play better. Because everybody's talking about this, offensive line, injuries, all these things. Nathaniel Hackett's play calling, to me, is a problem. But I want Russell Wilson to say, I got to play better. He has to play better. Okay? I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I'm not a guy that dislikes Russ. A lot of people don't like Russ, and he's corny, and he's fake, and he's this. Russ is as good a person as you're going to find. And I'm, I'm with Russ. Positivity can win. But he's got to play better. I know Nathaniel Hackett's uh, clueless. He's clueless. But uh, Russell had to take it on himself today. I, I got to play better. Nathaniel's got to do better, too. It just, it's just milk toast offense. As bland as you can get. That's what it looks like. Coming right back with Craig Maddock on the Nate Brown Show. We've got him, SDPB Sports from Sioux Falls. I've got a question for Craig. Should we have more sports being offered in our middle schools for the younger kids as they get set? All the sports in high school are not offered in middle school. Why? Craig Maddock next. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, sports fans, Tin Lizzie and BetMGM Sportsbook is the place for the best sports betting experience in South Dakota. That's where I go every time to watch the big game, make a play, and enjoy some great food, great service, and some awesome 4K TVs. Tin Lizzie and the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, where you can bet on college football and the NFL. Don't miss a second of the action. What game are you betting on? Make your play at Tin Lizzie and BetMGM Sportsbook, Main Street, Deadwood. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. 
We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. Thanksgiving will be here soon, and I can't wait to spend the day with family and friends just catching up, playing games, and settling in for a big turkey dinner. This may sound weird, but my favorite part of a big turkey dinner is the gravy. I pour it on my turkey, potatoes, stuffing, and there's always plenty of Village Hearth Dinner Rolls to help soak up every drop. And whether you prefer classic white or wheat, 12 grain or sweet Hawaiian, a basket of warm Village Hearth Dinner Rolls is the natural choice for Thanksgiving dinner. If you have a Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Volvo, or any other high-end import, you might think you have to take your car to Denver or further for service. Hi, this is Martin from Al's DNI Repair. Don't plan your life around taking your car for service in a town 400 miles away. Bring it to Al's DNI Repair. Our technicians are trained to work on those complicated cars, and we also have the tools and equipment so they have everything they need to make sure your car is working perfectly. Call Al's DNI to set up your appointment at 348-1447. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in. Glad you're part of the program today. Appreciate that. Hope you've had a solid Wednesday. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, right? Thought-provoking sports talk tonight on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Great guest lineup across the board. If you miss anybody live, you can't catch all two hours, four to six. The Nate Brown Show podcast available for you where you download your favorite podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, the list goes on. Okay. The Nate Brown Show podcast available. We upload it each night. Lot to get to tonight. Craig Maddox in. I wasn't so sure Craig was going to join us this week. I mean, I gave him a little time. Okay, give Craig a little time. And he's back. SDPB Sports. He, of course, broadcasts the state championships. And he started on Thursday, the football championships. Got into Friday for part of that. And then, and then he was gone. I was like, what happened to my guy, Craig Maddox? And he's back. He didn't finish out the state football championships, Craig, but you are back. What does a guy do, a famous radio and TV announcer, when he gets laryngitis? What does he do? Well, you, you can't do anything, and <laughs> it's crazy. You've been in the business long enough, and, you know, I've been in it for more than 45 years. Uh, you know, there are a few oh. times when the voice kind of goes, but, wow, this one went quick because uh, Steve Toom and I – 
uh, last Thursday, you know, we did the 9A and the 9B yep. championship games, yep. and then uh, Curtis Riggs and myself, we started with the uh, 9AA championship with Wall with a very impressive performance. But I knew right before halftime, I, I just I knew the voice was going. They had two more games to go, plus two more Saturday. You know what? You know, I I didn't want to do it. I, you know, you know how stubborn we can oh, be yes. as broadcasters. Yes. And I thought this it just doesn't sound good. It's it's a distraction. And I waved the yellow flag or the white flag, and I said, guys, you know, get the get the backup. You know, get the guy out of the bullpen. Um, it's not going to work. And certainly, you know, I, I was off for two games on Friday and was hoping, you know, Saturday the voice would be back. But you know what? I sounded like I did when I was like 12 and <laughs> was ready ready to hit puberty. It was cracking and distorted and it just, oh, it was awful. And so uh, well, I, I I had to bow down and say sorry I, I I can't I can't go so I apologize. I know that's tough, man, because you always look forward to doing the state title games and the whole thing. I will say the broadcast team stepped in, did a nice job. Um, yep. Craig Maddock went down, but he is back. A little uh, bout of laryngitis doesn't work so good for announcers. I've been there, you know, doing play by play, and you're like, man, I'm grinding, and this isn't going to work. Okay. What did you think of the state football championships? I know you, you had to step out of the broadcast booth. I, I was talking around here. I said, this might have been one of the best years. I know there was you know, a couple of games maybe not so close, but the wall game outstanding. Elk Point Jefferson winner outstanding. What did you think of the weekend? Well, the one I looked at, and you told you asked me this last week, which game was I looking forward to the most, and it was the winner and Elk Point Jefferson game because you know the Huskies with a really good defense all season long, going up against a, a high-powered offensive winner, and just the reputation of the Warriors, and it was it was Oak Point Jefferson. You know they they got the job done. Congratulations to them. Uh, that was a fun one. You know the AAA game between Jefferson and Harrisburg. It was a great first half, but you know yeah, Jefferson yeah. just showed just showed what what they got, what they have, and they 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 just have so many weapons. And so watch out for basketball. Watch out for them. Uh, in basketball, I've heard that I know the, the the Jefferson boys basketball coach has been on his knees all season long, hoping <laughs> that none of his guys got hurt playing football. I think he's got four starters uh, on the basketball oh. team that were starters on football. So uh, <laughs> watch watch out. But overall, great attendance. Uh, it was it was a great event, and it it, it was a fun time last weekend. Craig Maddock on from Sioux Falls, South Dakota Public Broadcasting here on the Nate Brown Show, East River meets West River. I saw this uh, national study came out, so I wanted to get your take on a couple of these things. I started my show with it. It's a national youth sports study um, done by Utah State, Louisiana Tech, Aspen Sports, and Team Snap, a sports app. And they looked at the trends, the cost, the whole thing for parents with youth sports. They say the national average, this average, and it's national, for one child to play on a travel team in the fall 2022, all in cost, registration, some travel, the whole thing, two thousand bucks a year, two thousand bucks a year, and I said, man, I'm in this game. I hate to break it to you, it's more than two thousand. I think here in South Dakota, it's a big, big number. We're traveling to major uh, cities and and going every which way. What would you estimate is the cost, Craig? You've been there before. Uh, yep. Inflation hit, by the way. Yeah, I have. You know, in, in the South Dakota, most of the traveling teams, they're not flying. 
Uh, I mean, some of the no, basketball right. teams will, will, will fly to maybe Denver and maybe fly to Vegas uh, for big events there. But for the most part, you know, the regional travel, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go by car to Indianapolis. They'll go to Kansas City. Uh, they'll, they'll make those trips via car. But if you're flying, that, that number goes up big time, three to 4,000. Um, you've got to look at the, the major, major traveling teams, and I don't think we have any of those in the Midwest. Uh, those are the ones that they're traveling. They're going airplane, uh, so those costs are up. But for the most part, um, around the Midwest, around Sioux Falls, Rapid City, I, I would say uh, two to three, two you to three thousand is would. about. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't want to break out my bank statement for you, Craig, but um, I, I'm telling you, it's four over. It's four. It's well, four thousand. The, the, the travel is what kills you, and yes, then of course you get yes. your hotels. Yes. Uh, in food, and, and, and is the whole family going? I mean, I was a family of six, and there was no way, <laughs> no way Mama and Dada were taking uh, all the kids and baby all the way uh, to wherever uh, the oldest was playing. That's why that your kids not- got so tough. They just took America. care of themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know what? He, he, he went with another family, and uh, so there was time for we didn't go. But uh, some some families, though, that's that's good for them. They take the whole family, make it a whole family deal, and so then the cost certainly is, is going to go up a little bit. Okay, here's the other part out of that study I grabbed today. The more household income a family has this fall, the less interest their kids have in playing sports. And it went down the line. Over 100000 bucks, less interest. Fifty to thousand to a hundred thousand a year, a little bit more interest. Under fifty thousand, a lot more interest in playing sports. The more money my family has, the less interested I am in playing sports. Why? Well, that that is a great question, uh, and one that surprises me. Um, yeah, it did because, to me. Yeah, because over the years, uh, you know, uh, my kids have been on teams where. You know, look at that family over there. That uh, they got a they got a swimming pool and invited us over, uh, <laughs> some stuff like that. But uh, it's hard for me to believe that it really breaks down that much. Yeah, it was just this fall. Income. It was just this fall. Yeah, it went on down the line. I make six figures and more. Thirty-four percent of the kids not interested. And you go on down the line, it gets into the twenties. And I said, I, I just said, is it? Are we spoiled? We we don't want to. What what is it? Well, it it could be a, a lot of things. One could be, you know, maybe they're doing their own travel with a family. Maybe their yeah, interests, yeah. their interests are just involved with something else. Uh, you know, we all think about, uh, you know, the 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 most most fun I had as a kid was uh, uh, in the tub when I would uh, pop the bubbles from the bubble bath. That was the most excitement That's we it. had in our family. <laughs> yes, I got it. Uh, by the way, I said I gave some options. I said. It might be spoiled. They just don't want to, don't have to. No motivation. Like, hey, why do I want to play? Why do I have to play? Um, see, we that don't comes from to. mom and dad. I see, a lot of that, I think, comes from mom and dad. Um, yes. Because, I mean, let's face it, kids, they want to be involved with stuff. And if we let kids uh, stay on the phone all the time or do their video games uh, and we don't encourage them to get out there and, and play sports or be involved in extracurricular activities like band or chorus or whatever, you know, they're not going to uh, do it unless they're encouraged to do it at a young age. 
And so that, that could be a part of it, too. Last question for Craig Maddock, SDPB Sports, Sioux Falls, before he gets laryngitis again. I don't want that here on this program. Um, I got state volleyball starting tomorrow. Oh, okay. Get ready. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, last one. Should middle schools offer, because I'm talking about this travel sports and the cost and stuff, should middle schools offer more sports? Now, that's a hard question because the budgets are tight. So this right. would have to be a change in, like, middle schools here, we only have basketball, volleyball, football. Like, that's it. And, and high schools, you offer this sport and that. Should middle schools offer more sports to get kids involved that can't be a part of the club aspect? Well, that's tough, Nate, because it comes down to money. Because you got to pay someone to be the coach. you got to have an assistant coach. you got to be involved with travel. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so it comes down to money. We know that the high schools don't have any money, and certainly the middle schools don't have either. And so I think what you got to do, you got you got to pick the sports that is going to generate the most interest. And maybe it's not football and basketball. You know, maybe it's going to be other sports. I mean, let's face it: uh, there are a number of other sports that are um, where there's a lot of attendance, like like bowling. Uh, lacrosse, um, other sports. But you know what? The most popular sports are going to be football and basketball. And if you're going to try to go the niche sports, such like, you know, gymnastics, I mean, we just don't have the, the participation rates when it comes to some of the lower sports, the lower uh, attended sports. And so what you got to do in, in the middle school level, you got to do the, the sports that are the most popular where the most interest is from those kids. Yeah, I got you on that. Craig Maddock in tonight, South Dakota Public Broadcasting, getting set for the state volleyball championships. Here I thought you wanted me to, to talk about Rapid City Stevens and their chance against Washington. I tomorrow. love that, by the I've way. Been, I've been working. I've been working on it all, all week. What do you think? Stevens made a little run here. Well, they they made a great run because Roosevelt really, the way they played in the sweet in the Sodak sixteen, they should have beat Stevens. Uh they were up two sets to one. They were leading in the fourth set. And then the Rapid City Stevens woke up and uh, were dominant the rest of the way, winning in five sets. So maybe that that momentum will help them against the top seed tomorrow. Okay. It's going to be a tough road, I know that. Um, but a nice run. Uh, we'll see how it goes. You can watch it. South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Craig Maddock ready to roll. And I saw you had a new in-play podcast. Yeah, it's uh, Anita Beck, one of the all-time winningest coaches. In fact, number two all-time and if you listen to the podcast, you'll find out that she admits she is an awful volleyball player. Nobody would pick her up on any team, whether it's a high school team or a sand volleyball team. But, <laughs> but a great uh, coach. But a great coach, and she talks about what uh, what she did at Arlington. I hope you uh, pick up uh, the podcast wherever you pick up your favorite podcast, of course, right after the Nate Brown show. Yes, right next to that is quality entertainment, the Nate Brown show <laughs> and in play. Uh, Craig, yeah. always good. Enjoy volleyball. Keep that voice healthy. Thanks, Nate. See you. All right. Appreciate it. Craig Maddock on South Dakota Public Broadcasting, live from Sioux Falls. Craig getting set to do the state volleyball championships. Couldn't quite last through the football championships. A little laryngitis. And then I caught a little, I mean, he was starting to struggle a little bit. I don't, I don't want to take him out of this thing. I mean, the Nate Brown show is not that important, Craig. Keep that voice healthy. Good stuff. Uh, Listener text coming in. They do have wrestling in the middle school. That is right. That is right. I was seeing that. So uh, football, wrestling, 
boys basketball, girls basketball, volleyball. Those are the sports, I do believe, right? So those are the sports. Um, one of the big ones is soccer. That's one of the big ones that's not in schools. It, it got into high school here years ago. It was club. Then they sanctioned it. So, so you wonder, will soccer break in the middle school level? That's interesting. All right, Lynn Worthy is next. Lynn Worthy is the Kansas City Royals beat writer. The Kansas City Royals are in the news today. How much would a new stadium cost? You know Kauffman Stadium. It's an all-timer. The Royals might want a new stadium. Would it cost the taxpayers? What's the price tag? Lynn Worthy from the Kansas City Star with details. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hey, Cobbler and Raider fans, you can now show your school spirit and earn money for your booster club. It's easy to get your Raider or Cobbler custom design debit card today from Highmark Credit Union. Simply open a Highmark free basic checking account and get your Raider or Cobbler debit card. Plus, each swipe will earn money for your booster club. Show your school spirit and support the Raiders and Cobblers with a custom design debit card. Visit HighmarkFCU.com. Are you ready for new windows? Renewal by Anderson's windows are the best you can get, and their awesome Black Friday event is backed by popular demand. This is an incredible offer, and you don't have to get up early or stand in line. You don't even have to wait until Black Friday. You can book your estimate right now. Listen to this. Renewal by Anderson is giving 20% off every window, and depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is so great. No money down. No interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your new windows now, and you don't even have to make a payment until 2024. Wow. It's a very limited time offer, though. It starts on Black Friday, November 25th. It runs through December 9th. Please do not wait to book your free estimate right now. Just go to rbarapidcity.com. That's rbarapidcity.com to set up your free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, Nate Brown Show. Nate. In the Nate Brown Show live on a Wednesday into the drive at five rolling tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Thought-provoking sports talk, your sports, your show. Great guests across the board. Let's go to Kansas City. Hey, Kansas City, man. They have Kauffman Stadium, legendary stadium. You got the, you got the waterfalls. I remember watching this as a kid. It's like, man, this is the real deal. Kauffman Stadium. The fans down there love tailgating. Okay. Go to the K. 
And uh, now there's some interesting discussions going on. Will the Kansas City Royals go downtown with a brand new stadium? Lynn Worthy covers the Royals. KansasCity.com. That's the Kansas City Star. KansasCity.com. Lynn Worthy on tonight on the Nate Brown Show. Lynn, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Nate. Well, thanks for your time, man. So let, let me, you know, I, I talked about this, Kaufman. Um, fans have some great memories, I would expect, right? I, I have some Kansas City fans up here, and they say, man, went to Royals games and, and the whole thing. How much do fans like Kauffman Stadium? It's old. How much do fans like it? Start there. Well, I think just the fact that it's been around as long as it has. I mean, they just played the 50th season in that ballpark. So, you know, just by virtue of, you know, its longevity, you've got, you know, generations that have memories there, um, you know, from around this region, whether it's, you know, um, kids who were maybe watching the 2014 and 15 runs or, or folks who go back to, you know, 85 and people who were around when they first started playing when it was back still called Royal Stadium. Um, and then it's gone through its, its different sort of uh, renovations. You know, like you mentioned the fountains and, and just how, you know, the, the backdrop has changed through the years and the decades. Um, so I think there's a lot of different aspects to that just in terms of, you know, like it's it's been around so long. People have had a lot of different experiences with it or had chances to have so many experiences with it and seen it sort of um, evolve in a certain sense. Okay, I'll ask you. Um, the plan here is going to be discussed. I think there's a lot of opinions being floated out there. But this week, CEO of the Royals, Chairman CEO John Sherman said, we got plans. We want to go downtown Kansas City. $2 billion stadium, and the reaction so far has been what? Well, I think, you know, it, it depends on who it is that you ask. I mean, I think there's, you know, people who from the beginning have been um, proponents of moving downtown, um, like the idea of a downtown ballpark, of, you know, having it in a central location, a place where, you know, you can have the walk-up as opposed to, you know, where the two stadiums are now, where they're sort of removed from, the, you know, the metro area and they're in this, you know, area, it's a, you know, the complex with Arrowhead that's, you know, just really a parking lot, lots of open space for tailgating. It's, you know, it's a unique uh, sort of setup there, but it's not a uh, central location where you can just sort of get to it. Um, you know, or just sort of wander into a baseball game when, you know, you play, you know, 81 home nights a season. Um, but then there's people who, who will, you know, as soon as you mention from downtown, they'll start pointing to parking and traffic and, and what are you talking about? And um, so it depends on who you ask. I mean, you know, you, you look at, um, I think uh, um, it was later on last night where, you know, um, Frank White, who, you know, not only helped build <laughs> The, the the original stadium, but then was a, a Royals Hall of Famer, you know, in that Royals uniform, and who is now the county um, executive. Um, basically, um, in his statement, talked about how he, you know, was a, a really uh, impressed with John Sherman and the things he's trying to do, and and, and seemed like he was, you know, uh, voicing support, but then also almost sort of said, "Well, pump the brakes," because he said. There's still a long way to go before we start talking about downtown baseball. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of there's there's a range. It depends on who you talk to. There's a range. Okay. We're talking to Lynn Worthy, Kansas City Royals beat writer for the Kansas City Star, KansasCity.com. The discussions uh, the discussion is will the Royals get a brand new ballpark? The the plan thrown around by the chairman of the Royals, John Sherman's two billion 
downtown entertainment district. Now, this, this is going to be like, hey, he wants a private-public partnership. When people hear that, they say, okay, we're going to have some, some public support here. That, that's some dollars through taxes. But then I saw, well, no, nobody's going to raise taxes. What are we doing here? Well, part of that, I think, is still to be determined. And part of that is also, I think, uh, the wording. You know, where you say, um, like in his letter, he said, um, no, nothing, you know, they wouldn't be paying anything more in taxes than they're currently paying. Yeah. Well, there's things that have been put in in recent years, whether it was, you know, to help fund um, what was originally the, the, you know, the Sprint Center and now the T-Mobile Center, the arena. Okay. Um, things, you know, things that were put in place that, in theory, you know, you know were in place for a certain amount of time. If you keep those in place, you're already paying it. So you can say you're not adding, you're not paying anything more. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but you're also not eliminating those things that were that were put in, you know, years ago. So um, it's not um, not inaccurate. Uh, it's just a matter of like, okay, well, you know, there's things that are being paid as far as taxes or whether it's, you know, um, the the tourism taxes, the hotels and things like that. Like keeping those in place and shifting that money towards helping fund this would not be adding tax money, uh, yeah. adding to the tax. So there so could be an yeah. avenue. There, there could be an avenue yeah, there. Well, but then there's also still more details. I mean, that was another thing that even, you know, Frank White's, um, you know, statement mentioned is like, well, he looks forward to hearing more of the details and, you know, because this, you know, Sherman's letter mentioned numbers for the first time because, you know, he a year ago mentioned downtown stadium and exploring it. And every time since then, he's, you know, had sort of certain talking points, but it was sort of some things were left vague. Um, now you have some numbers. There's still some vagueness. There's still plenty of, uh, you know, things that still need to be filled in. But now he's actually talking about numbers. They've got $2, million, two billion, um for the entire complex, which, you know, they haven't broken out what just the stadium um, would cost. I think that's purposely they haven't broken that out, but for the whole project that they're talking about with, you know, a whole district, that's what the $2 billion would be. So, you know, there's, you're getting some more numbers as far as what the potential economic impact, that's that's what they're giving you. But there's still details and a lot of fine details and fine print to be uh, sorted through. Lynn Worthy on tonight from KansasCity.com. It's the Kansas City Star. Covers the Royals. Find him on Twitter at LWorthySports. He's here on the Nate Brown Show. Last one. I was looking at the attendance, Lynn. Royals had bad attendance last year. I mean, and Major League Baseball in general did, just, just across the board. When it comes to attendance, engagement, investment, Royals fans, where are they at here with this team? Would a new stadium make a big difference? Well, you know, as you pointed out, I think there's a lot of places in Major League Baseball where attendance has been down, you know, in recent years, um, whether that's also coming out of, uh, you know, the COVID years. Um, you know, so attendance, it's not just a Royals thing. I think it's a baseball thing. Now, at the same time, I think, uh, you know, Royals will also point to um, whether it's, you know, uh, um, TV numbers and say, well, there's definitely interest. There's definitely, you know, fan engagement, whether it's in ticket sales or it's in TV, like people are still paying attention. I'm sure they would point to that and say there are definitely people paying attention. Um, and then, uh, you know, I don't think it was a by accident that he also mentioned sort of the changes they've made this off season, uh, this off season between changing, um, you know, the the at the top of the player development, I mean, the player development, the um, baseball operations with you know JJ Piccolo taking over for Dayton Moore, hiring a new manager. Um, 
I think that they're, you know, also trying to push that there's, you know, things coming in the future. So obviously they're already starting to try to push that sell job as far as like, okay, there's going to be new things coming. There's going to be new people in charge um, trying to push this, you know, bright future. And then uh, obviously part of that also telling people now let's uh, get on board for a uh, new ballpark too downtown (laughs) i got your new chapter of kansas city royals baseball i think there's a lot of details to come that was just announced from the royal ceo lynn worthy covering it follow him on twitter at l worthy sports this might be a while anyway on a new royal stadium but the estimate with everything two billion dollars in the plan put it downtown if they can get that done. Lynn, thanks for hopping on Fox Sports Rapid City. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Lynn Worthy on the Nate Brown Show, Kansas City Royals beat writer for the Kansas City Star, kansascity.com, where you can find his work. Good stuff. So here's the deal with these public-private partnerships. I'm a believer in those. I'm a big believer in those. I believe you need investment. You need buy-in. I think you need some of the folks that are in the private sector. They got to go in. I believe the public side, we need to go in. I, I believe that when it comes to economic impact. Because they say, well, if we have a new stadium, you're going to have this, you're going to have that. Here's the deal. If you use some public money, like the Vikings did U.S. Bank Stadium, okay? If you do that, then I don't know how the owner of the team, whether that's the Kansas City Royals in this uh, instance, Why do they get all of the benefit from all of the other stuff? What these owners do, what do I mean by other stuff? The Royals want to do a ballpark and restaurants, shops, office spaces, hotels, apartments. So so (laughs) that's the whole, that's the giant plan the Royals announced today. A $2 billion stadium and entertainment district. So I don't know if the public and all that stuff is like, do we got to give in? We got to give how much now to the owner, to the Royals Entertainment District? Well, yeah, well, that helps too. I know it's helping those guys. I mean, who's benefiting from the housing, the hotels, the office space, the shops? That's the type of stuff where you have to iron out the fine details, the fine print. I'm not a big believer in, a lot of these baseball owners saying, hey, I'm going to do this new stadium, and then we kind of have this, 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 these other things in this whole giant area downtown, and that's all mine too. Well, public-private development for a stadium, for a team, for the economic impact of the games and the whole thing to have the team in your city, that's one thing. The extra stuff is like, okay, who's going to benefit from that stuff? That's what I always want to know, okay? I think that makes a difference. Into the drive at 5 tonight on a Wednesday. So I've got a discussion with you here. i got to have it. Nobody's following this very closely. I don't know. Maybe it'll all go smoothly tomorrow. Maybe this will go smoothly. But this is a big vote in the state of California for college sports tomorrow. This is a big vote. 26 people are going to vote on this thing tomorrow. It could really change what we think is going to happen in college football. Next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. 
Every time you play at First Gold Gaming Resort, you're locked and loaded to win your share of Deadwood's biggest giveaways. Starting with $8,600 in hot seat promo play drawings every Friday through Sunday. Saturday nights win $1,000 cash at the top of every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, November 26th, it's the biggest of them all, the $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. First Gold Gaming Resort It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. So, I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on my car insurance. So you told your agent you play the bagpipes for your dog? Ah, What? No, I didn't get that personal. My agent just helped me create an affordable price just for me. Okay, let me show you what I've been working on. Hey, Buster! Contact me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, to create your personal price plan today. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Hi, folks. Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company. Today we are conducting the Haverman Estate online-only auction. Items are located at Coyote Flats out west of the Hart Ranch. Several sections of scaffolding, tools, furniture, appliances, antiques, collectibles, including Red Wing Crocs. Also on the auction, a Farmall H tractor with a loader, two zero-turn mowers, a 2012 Dodge 1500 regular cab four-wheel drive pickup, 39,000 actual one-owner miles. Auction closing at 6 p.m. For more auction details to bid and buy, go to McPherson Auction. For nearly 100 years, Connex has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. From the kennel to the coop, whatever the season, Fleet Farm has everything to keep your animals happy and healthy. From training your pup to sit season, to mastering those retrieval skills season. From clipping your horse for competition season, to keeping the backyard birds well-fed season. And of course, loving your pets like family season. There's a reason people say, if Fleet Farm doesn't have it, you don't need it. Because we have it all. Fleet Farm, built for real life. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting heard weekdays 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Welcome in to the drive at five driven by summit automotive group when it comes to pre-owned vehicles they have the selection right now cars suvs trucks maybe you need something to get ready in the snow are you ready yet (laughs) the snow's here check it out summitautogrp.com start there and then experience the summit difference you're going to experience none of the high pressure sales gimmick stuff Stacy Mail will treat you the way you need to be treated. They want your friends and family to keep coming back. SummitAutoGRP.com. The Summit Difference. Carbine truly built around you. The Drive at 5 featuring Cody Tucker tonight over in Laramie. Cowboys Boise State Showdown. What am I going to bet Matt Curdy? What am I going to bet him? 
Matt Kearney, producer of the Nate Brown Show, the famous Matt Kearney, is a Boise State fan. She's like the passionate Boise State fan. We're going to have to bet something. He texted me earlier this week. He said, you can't get crazy. Don't get crazy. Well, what's crazy? I am crazy. We'll talk Cowboys Boise State Saturday night showdown in Laramie for the Mountain West lead. The Mountain West lead. John Bryce is on the way, National College football writer for footballscoop.com. I want to talk to John Bryce next about this story that I'm going to get into right now. So this is under the radar. But there's a vote happening tomorrow with the California Board of Regents. I find it very interesting. What it's about tomorrow is UCLA's move to the Big Ten. Okay, you heard this. You know, we've talked about it on this show, meaning the, the before UCLA and USC, they're going to go to the Big Ten, right? So this, this news broke after you heard Oklahoma and Texas are going to go to the SEC, and then this conference realignment was going on, and then that was the next one. The dominoes to fall, USC and UCLA, we're going to the Big Ten. Well, guess what? USC can do whatever they want. Private school, they just make it happen. You're good to go. UCLA is under the California Board of Regents, okay? The, the whole university public system there. And so tomorrow, the 26-member Board of Regents, which presides over all University of California schools, they will discuss whether they're going to vote for UCLA's departure from the Pac-12 or whether they're going to block UCLA from going to the Big Ten. The ruling will be a culmination of meetings, public statements, some of which have come from the board's chair. The board's chair is the governor, okay? So so here's what they're trying to determine. Okay, UCLA, how are we doing in the Pac-12? Uh, fine. How would we do in the Big Ten? We would be richer. <laughs> don't, don't get lost in anything else. Like, there's a big meeting tomorrow, 26-member Board of Regents. They're going to talk about UCLA. Are they going to let them go or not? USC's, they're like, they're like okay, we're, we're out. We're gone. This is if UCLA is going to decide, are we going to stay in the Pac-12 without USC? Or are we going to get richer in the Big Ten? But honestly, there's people actually discussing this. The New York Times just pointed out today that tomorrow's meeting, quote, only a handful of members of the Board of Regents realize the language of big-time college athletics. What, what does that mean? I mean, that means UCLA's move to the Big Ten could essentially be blocked by a group of folks who maybe don't have any idea how Power 5 athletics kind of works, like media rights, dollars, um, rivalry. I mean, it's like, hey, USC's going to go to the Big Ten. What are we going to do? Some of the 26-member board, I would assume these guys are academics, right? I mean, these guys are smart. You're on the University of California school, the public school board, university board. But I'm telling you, I've been in some of these board meetings, okay? I've just been to a lot of board meetings over my career in various places. There are some folks that are super smart. They get the big picture. And I've always said, on the sports side, I don't know. 
you catch some of these guys, and they're smart academically, but then you throw in the sports stuff and the media rights stuff and the big picture, and, hey, our, it's the front porch of this university, and they get caught up in, like, research grants and stuff like this. I get it, guys. I get it. It's university. It's research. All of this academic stuff. I get it. This feeds the bulldog. UCLA football feeds the bulldog. And I'm telling you, there's some folks. I've come across them they're on boards and whatever. It's like, what? Well, what about this? What about that? It's simple tomorrow. UCLA board or the 26-member board, talking about UCLA, University of California Schools. It's simple tomorrow. The money is going to flow. It's going to be upwards of 70 to 90 million in media rights alone. 70 to 90 million. UCLA, I've, I've seen here in reporting, they have a $103 million deficit. They have a $103 million deficit. I guess those, you know, those research grants aren't quite feeding the bulldog. But nonetheless, the big dollars are in the Big Ten and the 26-member board, Cal Berkeley here. Also, you know, the regents are in charge of Cal Berkeley. I'm not going to say it's like the easiest decision because, well, what are you going to do with Cal? They're stuck now, and UCLA's part of this, but USC is leaving. If UCLA doesn't do it, it would be a big mistake. Just, just from the money side, national exposure side, the USC rivalry side, the recruiting side, the whole university. What are they going to do tomorrow? They're going to vote for this, right? I mean, there's, there's not, you know, that's what New York Times pointed out. Only a handful of members understand the language of big-time college athletics. <laughs> you you got It's pretty easy language to uh, understand. You know what it is? Money. John Bryce, I'll ask him, what's the real story on this deal and vote tomorrow? National writer for Football Scoop next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Great news from Dale's Tire and Retreading. We are now part of the Pops Tire Service Network. Same two locations, new name. Pops Tire is committed to the same great service that Dale's has provided Rapid City. Pops is one of the largest commercial tire and retread dealers in the country. Whatever your tire choice, make Pops your choice. We welcome this opportunity to support and grow with the Dale's Tire customers. Visit your local Pops for all your auto, light truck, commercial, and farm tire needs. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind watch begins at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning and continues until 6 p.m. tomorrow evening. Snow likely tonight. Otherwise, cloudy skies expected. Lows sit down to about 13. Winds out of the northwest 10 to 20 miles per hour. High of 15 tomorrow. Chance of snow. Two above tomorrow night. Chance of flurries. About an inch of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 32. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. We're all going somewhere, going higher, 
faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. All right, Rapid City, one of my favorite places is Poor 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best place to have a cold one with friends, maybe date night with your wife, or just go and watch the big game with some buddies in their great sports area upstairs, Poor 54 has it all. Plus, 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, and it's self-serve. You don't have to wait around. You can get what you want right away. And the food's out of this world. I love the Detroit-style pan pizzas. Check out Poor 54. You'll love it. Downtown Main street live from the anytime auto sales service and details studio sales service and recreation this is fox sports rapid city Welcome back into the Drive at Five on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome in 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Also bring us up, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Live stream on your phone. One click there, you've got us, foxsportsrapidcity.com. If you ever get out of radio range, people listening to us in, uh, where was that? India. India, unbelievable. Hey, we reached that far. That's something. Um, good stuff on the Nate Brown Show on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show and watch us live in studio. You can find the stream at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. John Bryce tonight, college football writer, footballscoop.com. This is the wheelhouse stuff right here, man. College football rolling right now. John D. Bryce won on Twitter. John, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm great, Nate. I love visiting with you, and it's a fun and uh, hectic and crazy time of year. So, uh, again, appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. And in case we don't visit next week, happy Thanksgiving to you and all your great listeners. Hey, same to you. I appreciate that, John. Let me. I want to ask you about this. Um, not a lot of people covering it, but it, but it comes out here. There's there's a meeting tomorrow with the University of California. Board of Regents, okay? Everybody knows USC and UCLA, they're going to the Big Ten. They're going to the Big Ten. Not a done deal from a paperwork standpoint. The Board of Regents meeting tomorrow, they're going to go over a ton of stuff, public statements, research, the whole thing. And there's some reports saying some of these members don't quite get the big picture. Like, well, I don't know if they're going to go with this. What What do you see here? Yeah, I mean, you you absolutely have some people that are staunchly opposed to UCLA um, leaving the Pac-12, endangering the remainder of the University of California system, and also um, asking questions about what it does from a academic standpoint, a logistics standpoint, a time management standpoint. There are a number of questions to be raised um, and that will be raised tomorrow, but it seems like at this point in time their action – uh, is going to be relatively feckless, Nate. I just don't see how they can get the horse back in the barn or the toothpaste back in the tube at this point, as far down the road as it is. And the fact that um, some of these leaders involved in tomorrow's meeting also are already on record saying it's up to the UCLA president and and their leaders to determine 
what course is best for them. So you have UCLA student athletes speaking out very, um, very definitively that they want to be in the same conference as USC and saying we don't really care if we're in the same conference as Cal Berkeley. And that's because, look, USC is a few miles away. It's their chief rival. Everybody grows up. Uh, if you're a college sports fan, you grow up knowing about the UCLA-USC rivalry. I don't care if you're a Miami Hurricanes fan or a Notre Dame Irish fan or an SEC fan. You know about the great UCLA-USC rivalry. USC, as a private school, is not bound by any of these same constraints as UCLA. So I fully believe that USC was completely the ringleader in this from those two standpoints. But this is also the fault of the Pac-12. They've been teetering on being uh, completely irrelevant. They've been teetering on dissolution for several years now. And this is a couple of schools saying, okay, we've tried to be good members. Now we're making a proactive move uh, to do what's best for our individual institutions. Okay, it's interesting. So you don't think... There's some folks here or or a number of folks on the 26-member board that would say, we're going to block this puppy. We're going to stop this thing. Yeah, I mean, look, they're trying to block it, but they've already sent mixed messages. And, again, I think it's I think overall it's just grand posturing, Nate. I, I don't see how they can stop it because they've already declared that the UCLA president has the right to act. Um, fiscally, they can't show a path where it's not the best move for UCLA fiscally. And anything short of, I I know some student athletes have expressed their concern about time management, and UCLA already has the answers. They said, look, we're going to charter X number of more flights. And I know firsthand that that's uh, something that Notre Dame battles with with its non-revenue sports, is, is how many flights that they charter versus how many flights they are forced to take commercially, and they have to bus all the way to Chicago to get to a large airport when they don't charter a flight, whereas obviously USC and UCLA have one of the world's largest and busiest airports there in LAX in their backyard. So, again, it just seems to me um, almost we're in midterm season. We're we're a couple of weeks removed from the election, and it seems to me that, that we're very much in a state of seeing a bunch of political posturing. Yeah, it's interesting. John Bryson, footballscoop.com, National College Football Writer, 26-member board, University of California Regents, um, meeting tomorrow on this UCLA move to the Big Ten. I said, hey, if they don't understand some of the language of Power 5 athletics or, or some of the dynamics there, some of these guys, I mean, these guys are smart, I assume, ladies and men. I mean, I, I get it, but I've been on uh, round boards some people look at a lot of different things, and they say, oh, this this doesn't matter much. It's about money, John. I mean, it, when it's all said and done, is it not? Oh, 100%. That's what I'm talking about. And that's why I say that all of this talk to the contrary will ultimately, in my opinion, dissolve because you can't showcase a scenario where it's more fiscally beneficial for UCLA either – athletics or ultimately academics wise because of what the overall monetary value of this move is you you can't show me a picture where it's better for ucla to stay in the pac-12 and again i, I point the finger look george kliavikov has only been there uh, approximately a year or so it's not on him okay. but this is this is the residual of the pac-12 having really tepid poor leadership that was far too reactionary. What, what the Pac-12 has done as a league, Nate, and, and they're still doing it with their 
TV network that's just abysmal. It's a disservice to all the great student athletes in the Pac-12. What the Pac-12 has done is play prevent defense for the entire modern era of college athletics, but especially the past couple of years since you and I have been regularly visiting and the way that the landscape has so seismically shifted. And the Pac-12 has been completely reactionary. All they've done is try to prevent anything catastrophic from happening, but they haven't proved capable of making a proactive move. They haven't been able to hit a chunk play on first down, Nate. Yeah. Last one on this. Do you think, okay, let's say it happens. We're all set. UCLA, USC are for sure gone. They're gone. Will the Pac-12 be able to hang on to Oregon, Washington, or is that going to keep rolling? No, I think they'll hang hang on to those programs for now, especially with what appears to be the the very likely, if not imminent, addition of San Diego State, which is another major market. Uh, and for those programs, it represents uh, travel costs that are extremely manageable um, to keep it geographically regional. But I, I don't see it, it happening yet. I think that we're at a stage where – Big picture, college athletics is trying to figure out how to get the playoff to 12 teams by 2024. I think if you got people to talk to you off the record and candidly, they would tell you there are a few things more pressing other than maybe NIL um, regulation or guidelines or, or just some uniformity with NIL. I'm not sure there's much more important for the sport for college athletics as a whole than getting the football playoff to 12 teams by 2024 um, because of all the um, residual factors, because we're sitting here talking about what's going to happen with Oregon and Washington. Is anybody going to be able to stop UCLA? We know nobody can, can really stop USC at this point. So that's where I think things are, Nate. John Bryce on tonight. couple more. Let's get into college football, John. Um, TCU wins. And uh, Texas, you know, just wasn't able to do much against them. TCU, that's the team that I'm interested in if they can hang on here in the playoff. Yeah, Nate, um, I'm fascinated by TCU. Um, I've been pretty vocal uh, about Josh Heupel, in my opinion, being deserving of National Coach of the Year regardless of the outcome of the Georgia game and not because – um, my, my roots are in Tennessee, but because I know what a complete trash pile that program was in January, December of 20, January of 21. Um, and so Dykes inherited a program that needed help at TCU, but a program that had challenged for Big 12 titles that had played in the Rose Bowl um, much more recently than, than Tennessee and some of these other programs that played in the New Year's Six. But if TCU wins out, I think they have they will lock up the number three seed. Um, and I'll tell you right now, if USC wins out and it's 12-1, and one, then your four playoff teams are going to be Georgia, the winner of Ohio State-Michigan, TCU, and USC, if that is the scenario. I would, I would bet your paycheck on it. Okay. <laughs> Careful. Uh, by the way, if, if TCU loses, that's when the playoff gets murky, right? Crazy town banana pants, as a friend of mine who covers Ohio State would say. So, yeah, then then you bring crazy scenarios in because if TCU loses, you wipe out the Big 12. They're not getting anybody in the playoff at that point in time. USC, in my opinion, still has a chance. Look, if, if USC takes care of UCLA this weekend, Notre Dame next weekend, 
and wins the Pac-12 championship. And at the end of the season, it only has a one-point loss on the road at a very solid Utah team that opened the season as a betting favorite for a team to make the college football playoffs. Then again, USC is in. Uh, Georgia is going to be in regardless of what happens in the SEC championship game. But under that scenario, Nate, then I don't think LSU can beat Georgia, but let's say LSU beats Georgia. So you've got LSU then at 11-2, and two, but SEC champion. You've got Tennessee at 11-1, and one, not even a division champion. <laughs> you've got the loser. Yeah, you've got the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, at 11-1, and one, but not a Big 12 champion. Then you've got chaos. And then again, circling back to what we've already talked about, you drive home the point that it's so critical to get this playoff expanded. This is the first year in a really long time, maybe in the history of the CFP, that you can make an argument they need an eight to twelve team playoff this year. Yeah, I'm I'm with it, John. I mean, I know I I want that. Some people have pushed back. I mean, I think it's got. I think it's going to be cranking. Uh, we'll see how quickly. Right. Uh, last one, John Bryce football scoop. Ohio State, Michigan. I know we'll find out next weekend, but who's better there? Who's better? Ohio State. Um, Michigan has some things going for it. That game is going to be at Ohio State, obviously. Um, I love the overall explosiveness of the Ohio State offense better than Michigan. And more importantly, on both sides of the ball, I think Ohio State has better team speed and, and more dynamic players. And so to me, I'm calling it right now. I fully expect Ohio State to win that game. John Bryce tonight. Find him on Twitter. Follow him, John D. Bryce 1, footballscoop.com. National writer, his work there. John, thanks for hopping on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you, Nate. Take care, buddy. Thanks a lot. John Bryce on tonight, college football writer for footballscoop.com. On Twitter at John D. Bryce 1. He's been in the game a long time. Good stuff. Good insight. Good insight. Listener text coming in. College athletics, teams, players, betting, imaging, all about money. Sad. All about money. Yeah, yeah. More and more and more. I mean, more and more and more. You know, some people would say, well, now the players are getting a part of that money. And, and I understand that, but I think that model has become tedious. That model has become flawed. It's not name, image, and likeness like, oh, I get to run camps and I do a commercial and, and, and I get paid for my name, image, and likeness. It's pay-to-play recruiting. Well, you can't use the money to recruit guys to come there. Oh, good one. <laughs> Those are the rules. Oh, when do we follow the rules? Yeah, so that whole model, it's, you know, the players are getting a part of the money. I, I'm, I'm good with that. I've supported that. But the way it's being done, the way it's, there's no guardrails and, and you pay to play and you can recruit people behind, you know, closed doors and throw out this deal and that deal. I mean, it's, uh, it's wild. It's wild. There's no doubt about that. UCLA. Tomorrow, the 26-member board, the California Board of Regents meeting tomorrow on UCLA. It'll be interesting to see just what's discussed. I really, really doubt that the Board of Regents will say, yeah, the 70 to $80 million in media rights in the Big Ten and, and all of that stuff, yeah, yeah we're, we're good. We're good. UCLA's got a $103 million deficit, Okay. And so UCLA and the Big Ten riches, speaking of the money, I think that's that'll be finalized tomorrow, I think. Cody Tucker's on the way next tonight. 
covers the Wyoming Cowboys for 7220 Sports. It's the biggest game in the Mountain West Saturday night in Laramie, Wyoming. I just uh, asked Matt Kearney, he's the Boise State fan here. It's Boise State at Wyoming. The winner gets into the first spot in the Mountain West division there. One week left then. Could be in that Mountain West championship. And I asked my guy Matt Kearney, Boise State fan, like, what would be a crazy bet? And he said, okay, like a like a Wyoming Cowboy tattoo? He just gave me an idea. No, careful. Cody Tucker in next. 7220 Sports on the way from Wyoming. This is the Nate Brown Show. With home values rising in the Black Hills, a cash-out refinance loan from Black Hills Community Bank is a great choice. Thinking about home improvements or projects? Think about a cash-out refinance. Possibilities are endless. Consolidate your debt into one mortgage payment. Tap into the equity of your home with Black Hills Community Bank. Get started today using the online loan application at bhcbank.com or call to speak to a mortgage banker. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hey, sports fans, it's Rob from the Firehouse Skybox, inviting you to make us your home for the NFL this season. We really wanted Rapid City to have a premier sports bar with great service and great food, and that's why we started the Skybox. We have 35 big screens. We'll show every NFL game all season long. Plus, we'll have great specials for you to join us on Monday nights, Thursday nights, and all day, of course, on Sunday. The Skybox has the best food and the best experience for NFL football. Check us out on game days, and we look forward to serving you at the Skybox above the Firehouse in downtown Rapid City. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Brandon Drum, D2 lacrosse player at Mars Hill University. I started going to Elevate Performance for problems with my knee, and after working with Britt, he identified some other issues that helped me prevent severe injury. Elevate's strength and conditioning program also helped me perform at a much higher level. My goal was to play college lacrosse, and I am thankful for Britt and Elevate for helping me achieve that goal. Elevate worked with me on a personal level and helped mold me into a stronger athlete. Get your athlete started at Elevate Performance sd.com Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Attorney General Mark Vargo here, talking about sweepstakes scams. We all want to receive that call that says we've won a sweepstakes and scammers know this. If you receive a call or an email saying you've won, but you need to pay taxes by placing money on a gift card or by mailing cash, it's a scam. It is illegal to ask for funds up front for taxes, tariffs, or customs. If you've been victimized by this scam, please reach out to my Consumer Protection Division at 800-300-1986. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. 1067 FM, 1150 AM. Stream us there at foxsportsrapidcity.com. Bring us up on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. Subscribe to the channel. Get us over 100. Can we get over 100 subscribers, please? Please. I mean, my eighth grade daughter thinks I'm 
not cool anyway. Yeah, I got over 100 subscribers. Maybe I could start making some strides there. The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Watch us live, and we're with Cody Tucker over in Wyoming. Hey, it's the showdown Saturday night, man. I didn't expect this, I got to say. Wyoming has unbelievable young team. Brand new quarterbacks, never started. Um, Wyoming had all these players last year underachieved. And now the Pokes, they're on the verge of a Boise State showdown to get into the first place of the Mountain West on that side. Potentially setting themselves up for the Mountain West Championship. It's in Laramie Saturday night, Boise State, Wyoming, 7220sports.com for the coverage, the analysis, the lead-up, 7220sports, Cody Tucker. Cody, good to have you, man. How are you? Oh, uh, Mr. Brown, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, who would have thought, man? You couldn't have put it put it more perfectly. Who would have ever thought at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, 15 guys entering the transfer portal. You get a quarterback who was a third stringer at a rival school. Uh, this team's loaded with youth. They're the third youngest team in the country. There's three seniors on this roster. Uh, who would have thought, man, what a, what a group of overachievers, or as Craig Bull likes to call them, the blue-collar guys. So, a uh, really good story unfolding over in the High Plains. Okay, so so I'm I'm a big believer in chip on the shoulder, motivation. Nobody believes in us. I think mm-hmm. that matters in sports. And so I think that's the Wyoming guys. It's kind of like, hey, we're young. We, we we're, nobody thinks we're that good. The whole thing. Craig Bull calls them blue collar guys. But you also have to have some talent because now you're getting into the thing. You don't just beat teams by luck. What has been the best thing about this team? I've noticed, Cody, it's like kind of different play calling. They still run it in three yards in a cloud of dust, but it feels like they got some balance, some different play calling to open it up at times. A little more unpredictable to me, but you tell me. Yeah, I mean, the best thing about this group, Nate, is um, they just, what Craig always says, they don't know what they don't know. Uh, You know, they've gone down by double digits in the last four games. Three of those games being on the road, they just keep plugging away and come back and win it. I mean, they're just they're finding ways, and they're not they're not getting down. And you know, we talk about this a lot every time I come on. How bad things were after they lost to Illinois in the opener, and how ugly it was, and how Andrew Peasley only completed five balls, and and it was it was it was it was ugly. But man, they just they can tell you till they're blue in the face that they turn the page, um, but they just went out and turned the page. And I can't help but point back to that Tulsa game, man, that double overtime win in Laramie in the season opener, uh, the home opener, uh, just to, to find a way, once again, down by two scores. They find a way to stay in that thing, come back and win it. I think that was a crucial game. They just, you know, when you're around this team as much as I am, Nate, uh, they love each other. They care about each other. And a lot of teams say that. But this team really does, and you can feel it, and it starts at the top with Craig Bowl, who seems to be a completely changed man, and you wondered if you could teach the old dog new tricks. But uh, he's been very impressive this year, and, and it's been great. Wyoming 7-3. and three. You'll hear the showdown Saturday night on Fox Sports Rapid City. We'll have Boise State, Wyoming uh, on the Cowboy Radio Network live at 5 um, kickoff from Laramie. So they beat Colorado State barely. I mean, it was a tough go. Andrew Peasley, the quarterback, gets hurt, knocked out. Clemens comes in, this backup quarterback, Jaden Clemens, threw for a touchdown, ran it. So what's the story this week? Peasley's in concussion protocol. Do we know what the quarterback situation is going to be? 
We don't know yet, Nate. I mean, they probably know, but we don't know yet. Um, but, you know, you got to be feeling pretty good about Jaden Clemens, right? And he kind of embodies this Wyoming team. He was a, you know, walk-on at, at the University of Utah. He, he was a great quarterback in high school in Utah. And Kyle Whittingham moved him right to safety, and he thought, you know what? I, I think I can play quarterback. And he came and took a chance on himself and left and came to Laramie, and mm. he grinded it out. Last year he was the scout team quarterback, and, 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 and now look. I mean, he came in, and he didn't flinch. And uh, it put together really nice drives and was a really calming presence for the team and a really in a hostile environment. And kudos to CSU. They played their tail off. But we don't know who's going to play quarterback, but I know that uh, the fans have to be feeling pretty good that even if it's not Andrew Peasley, um, the sky is not falling. I think a lot of people really like it, like the demeanor of Jaden Clemens and obviously like what he did, bringing home the bronze boot for the sixth time in seven years. So here's the deal. Boise State's been the class. They've been the team. Yep. Wyoming's lost five in a row to them. They're 1-13 against them. I know the Josh Allen win. I remember that one. That was that was big time. But so So Wyoming hasn't beaten Boise State. I just wonder if that's any part of a factor at all for this team that probably has no clue about that. Yeah, I mean, you said it right there, and, and that's a great point, Nate. I don't think they know, and I don't think they care. I mean, it's just a whole new ball game, and and uh, Boise State is—they're uh, really good. Don't get it wrong, but they're—they're they're not the Boise State of old. I think they're starting to show they are. Taylor Green is a really good quarterback. Yes, Craig, yes. Craig Bowl compared him this week to a young Josh Allen, and after watching a little film on the cat man, he's six six, throws across his body, can absolutely fire it. So. I get where he's coming from. And, um, you know, Boise State's Boise State. They're tough. And, you know, it does sound striking when you say the Cowboys are 1-13 all, all time against them. But you go down the mountain, West Ledger, a lot of teams are lucky to have one win against them. I know CSU sure wishes they had at least one win against Boise State. So uh, the Broncos have been doing it. Like you said, they've been the class of the Mountain West for a long time. So uh, the Cowboys are definitely not the only ones in that boat to only have one win or less against the Broncos. Okay, so here's my take on it. And you see them, you're around them. I think the the Pokes might be able to run it on a little bit. I mean, they have to. The Wyoming has to mm -hmm. run it against teams. So I think yep. they might be able to run a little bit. Here's my deal on the defensive side Saturday night. This new quarterback came in when they got rid of their other guy, and he seems like he's another level. I don't. The Wyoming defense against that quarterback, Green, I think that's a tough go. Yeah, it is, but you have to like, I mean, this team came in, Nate, especially on the edge rusher side of things, they came in with zero combined sacks in their careers coming into this season and lost Sebastian Harsh, who was easily the MVP of the offseason. Uh, lost him, Keelan Cox, an Alabama transfer, another one of those defensive ends. He hasn't played yet this year. All these guys have done is uh, rack up 38 sacks, and they lead the Mountain West in, in, in that category. So I think uh, Easton Gibbs talked to him this week, uh, of course, middle linebacker. They really want to focus on keeping Taylor Green in the pocket. Of course, it's easier said than done, but you have to like the Cowboys' edge rushers in this one. Uh, Boise State's really good up front, but they do have some injuries. They're beatable. They've given up sacks. Hank Bachmeyer took an absolute beating during his four years in Boise, so Taylor Green can scramble. That's the difference. So yes, if yes. they can keep him in the pocket, that's a big, big deal. Big matchup Saturday night. We'll have it on Fox Sports Rapid City on the Cowboy Radio Network. Wyoming 7-3 against Boise State. 5 o'clock kickoff from Laramie. Cody Tucker on the coverage, 7220sports.com. Follow him on Twitter at 7220sports. Cody, good stuff, man. Thanks for hopping on. Appreciate you, Nate. Thanks for the time. Cody Tucker tonight from Wyoming, 7220sports.com. That's a big one. Winner. 
puts themselves in first place on that side of the Mountain West to potentially go to the Mountain West Championship with one week left. Boise State, Wyoming, Saturday at 5. On your home for the Cowboys, Fox Sports Rapid City, live coverage here. Back with who's hot and who's not tonight. Wrapping it up on a Wednesday, this pro sports league just signed a streaming deal for $2.5 billion. Pro sports, streaming, $2.5 billion. Who's hot and who's not on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind watch begins at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning and continues until 6 p.m. tomorrow evening. Snow likely tonight. Otherwise, cloudy skies expected. Lows sit down to about 13. Winds out of the northwest 10 to 20 miles per hour. High of 15 tomorrow. Chance of snow. Two above tomorrow night. Chance of flurries. About an inch of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 32. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, let's roll on a Wednesday night, every night at this time. Who's hot and who's not on the Nate Brown Show brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. And the Pizza Ranch is big time. They support local events, local athletics, local business. Two locations in Rapid City support the Pizza Ranch, especially on Wednesdays. Kids night at the buffet. One child 12 and under each free for every regular priced adult. The Pizza Ranch buffet tonight. The buffet going till 8 tonight. It's dinner time right now. The Pizza Ranch, two locations, Rapid City South and also uh, Rapid City Pizza Ranch North, just behind Sam's Club. Get there, enjoy it, kids night tonight. Who's hot category? Now, this is interesting. Um, I have become a soccer fan, okay? I have become a soccer fan. Kids play soccer. I've learned the deal, and I, and I know it's not just people kicking a ball around like silly me. I thought, because I never grew up playing soccer. It's good stuff. I enjoy soccer. I'm ready for the World Cup, man. I'm juiced. I'm ready. Here's the deal with soccer today in my who's hot category, MLS, okay? Major League Soccer. Kind of growing, but I think still kind of down on the list, right? But MLS is growing, and how much? They just signed a deal with Apple TV. Do you guys have Apple TV? Apple and MLS signed a deal streaming all games, all games across 
billions of devices, billions of devices. Apple paid MLS $2.5 billion for a 10-year deal. Historic media rights deal today. Apple TV will have all MLS games. Colorado Rapids, I mean, the list goes on, okay? 10 years, $2.5 billion MLS will be on Apple TV, okay? So now I got to get Apple? Good Lord. Now, this streaming stuff, I mean, it's fine. Congrats, but I don't love Thursday night football. I don't love the Peacock stuff. Now we got Apple and MLS. All right, I guess I'll be getting Apple. Uh, MLS season pass is going to cost $14.99 per month or $99 for the season, but existing Apple TV subscribers can sign up for a discounted rate $12.99 a month. Wait, wait, wait a second. I, I have Apple. I got to pay for Apple TV and I got to pay for MLS season pass? Okay, I'm ticked. Um, in my who's not category today, um, the XFL. Did you know this? The XFL today, November 16th. They had their draft. They started their draft. <laughs> the X. Guys. The AAF, the USFL, the XFL. You're in the middle of the NFL season. We're in the middle of the NFL season. You think people are watching the XFL draft? Who got drafted today? Let's see. Kyle Sloter. Whoa, hang on a second. A Kyle Sloter sighting. And uh, former Alabama quarterback, A.J. McCarron. But come on, guys. It's the NFL season. Don't start the XFL draft now. I mean, you're going to have a tough enough sledding as it is. Hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate that. Catch the Nate Brown Show podcast if you missed tonight's show. Going up right now, and we're back tomorrow at 4. Here's the Odd Couple.